another episode of That's a Wrap podcast where I somehow sound more optimistic now than I did after game one. Why? I don't know. Um, guys, <laughs> we lost. <laughs> I shouldn't sound this upbeat. Um, the Raptors lost a nail-biter, 109-104 in game two to the Warriors. A game that uh, I'm sure some of us will feel like was a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm sure some people will feel like it wasn't a fair loss. Uh, which is something we'll probably dive into for sure. Um, But let's just remember, this is a podcast that's by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. We are obviously very passionate about this game. We were throughout. Um, So uh, without further ado, uh, let's just jump straight into the numbers. Um, Yes. And and the two voices, obviously, who are joining me are my co-host, Dre. Say what's up. Uh, Hi, this is Dre. Next. (laughs) And our wonderful producer, Jay. What's up, man? man? All right, honestly. I think this left a little bitter taste in Raptors fans' mouth, but that's okay. This felt like a college game, to be honest to me. Like, you know, with a lead like eight points, seven points, felt like a 30-point lead, and then no offense but all defense. Like, it it was very collegiate to me. It was entertaining, it was nail-biting, and I wish we pulled that one out, but at the same time, man, these are the finals, bro. This is this is what we're here for. It's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be everything. All of our emotions are going to be touched. I, that's that's what I feel. Well, I think we can do a team effort on this. Um, I have of my three numbers. I'm going to let you guys choose which which story you felt will overpower everyone's minds tomorrow morning. Okay. Or in the morning when you guys all hear this. Do you think it'll be the refs or do you think it'll be the third quarter? Third quarter. Uh, <laughs> the refereeing wasn't great, but it's going to be – look, I'm not going to go into the speak, speaking yeah, about you the rest you, of the entire I'll, I'll, save you, uh, I'll save you for the negatives, but what do you think will uh, be the story that everyone talks about tomorrow morning? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the refereeing was, was garbage. That's all I'm going to say about it um, okay. on both right. ends, but especially towards us. It, it was just garbage. But – at the end of the day, it's going to be like we were down by just so little. What could have changed that? The fouls that didn't go our way or the third quarter where we didn't score for half of it. All right. That's all, all right. I'm going to say. It's going to be right, the so third since, quarter. So since, since, we're on, since we're on the referees, I will start with that then. And the number <laughs> is uh, 26. That's the number of fouls called on the Golden State Warriors. There were only 22 called on the Raptors. So before we start saying that the referees decided this game, which we're not really saying here. Um, I think that, the, the you know, when, when fouls are called on specific players at specific times and they seem a little bit fishy, uh, it, it can very obviously sway our decisions. But, um, you know, looking at it from a very high level, uh, at least total foul calls wasn't egregious. In fact, it, it actually favored the Raptors, mm-hmm. so much so that in addition to that, the Raptors actually shot more free throws than the Warriors, so I mean there there's there's a little bit there that I, I don't think I I think if you were to talk to anyone tomorrow morning about this or or right now about this, they will say that the referees were very uh, poor in their calls and very much Warriors one sided. Uh, I would say that it probably it wasn't the case because Warriors fans could probably also complain that they somehow won this game despite being called for more fouls. Everyone has a problem with Tony Brothers and. And sometimes Scott Foley, actually a lot of times Scott Foley. So when when those guys are announced as the officiating crew, then I, I have a feeling... Everyone loses. <laughs> yeah, every, everyone loses, right? 
um, you know, and, and going into this game, the Raptors had won 15 of the last 16 games that Tony Brothers had officiated. Um, you know, it's just it didn't fall our way this time. Um, and that leads to uh, number two, which is actually number 18, 18 0 run to start the third quarter. Mm. That was horrendous. <sighs> you know, it was a combination of, of, of the Raptors missing a bunch of open looks. Um, uh, turning the ball over a ton. I believe they had something like five turnovers before they, hit their, before they hit their first field goal, which was at yeah. the 620 mark. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like Golden, Golden State, they're, historically, they've always been good in the third quarter, though. The only problem is, is that when we basically played to the hands of the Golden State, we were trying to force a lot of threes. And yes, they were open looks, but as soon as we get those long shots, what that means is long rebounds. And then they do the transition game where the, how many how many of those, that 18 points or 16 point run they had were layups? It was kind of crazy, but this is the calling card of the Golden State Warriors. They know how to sh- play fast, and if we can't make our shots, this it's gonna you know we're gonna shoot ourselves in the foot. And yep. and if we look at too like the and this is the, the the fast break points actually still ended up in the Raptors' favor. We still outscored them eighteen to thirteen, um, and that was thanks to a brilliant first half overall by the Raptors, um, where you know that Golden State's gonna come out firing. Clay Thompson was absolutely on fire. Oh yeah, uh, but. The fact that we kind of withstood that first half and still came out with the lead kind of gave me hope that uh, we were almost like destined to win this. Um, but if you take a look at the the quarters at a glance, um, for the second consecutive game, it was the third quarter where the Warriors outscored the Raptors. And yet the Raptors outscored the Warriors in all of the other three quarters. Yep. Uh, it just so happened that in this game, the, the, the margin was way too large to overcome. Um, but there is a silver lining. Um, and I'm hoping... That what I the number I'm about to throw at you is actually not one of the positives because I think after a game like this we all need to hear Jay's positives. Um, <laughs> I got so, a couple for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what's what's good is I'm again I'm hoping that the number I'm about to throw out doesn't relate to any of your three positives, but we hustled, we hustled yep. hard. Yep. And here's a stat that I'm hoping is not entirely incorrect: the Raptors outscored the Warriors 23. 23- zero mm-hmm. in second chance points that's one of my positives so that's yep. and, and you know what we we saw the fight in in the the first half you know fighting for loose balls uh you know lowry with another offensive tar- uh, sorry a charge taken leonard with a ton of offensive boards the the raptors actually won the offensive rebounding battle and yeah the 23 nothing second chance points is like incredible to me so yeah, like they, they they hustled. They they knew they were going to be you know facing a very desperate Warriors team that has in fact never been down 2-0 in a series under the Kerr regime. So you know kudos to the Raptors for fighting. Kudos to the Raptors for fighting back in the fourth quarter and holding the Warriors scoreless over almost the entire last four minutes until that right in the last five seconds. So. Great job by the Raptors overall. We didn't quite pull it through, but I think there are some positives here, which I think Jay will go into more depth. Yes, sir. Uh, moving forward. Yeah, man. I mean, okay. So this one is it was a nail biter, and this one hurt a little bit, but it doesn't take away the fact that the Raptors still played a pretty good game despite that, you know, beginning of the third quarter. One number one thing I I would say is, um, like you said, Jay, they didn't really give up. They they showed a lot of heart, and that 
it accumulates with the 23 second chance points, the 15 offensive rebounds, the 31 bench points, like all of which are this team isn't going to give up. And again, we're not playing a Bucks team. We're not playing a Philadelphia team. We're playing the Warriors, the reigning champions, the five time going to the finals, the MVPs, the Hall of Famers. These guys are good. And we can't go into here into the second game of this finals thinking that this is going to be a sweep. It's it's not, and the Warriors fans also think know that this Toronto team isn't going to go down with a fight. So we have to think the same. Kawhi Leonard finally hit some strides. The only problem is that I feel like these thirty-two points and fourteen rebounds he had were extremely hard to get. The Golden State Warriors are very tough. They're not going to back down, and they're going to make you work. And the fact that Kawhi Leonard had those 34 points was very impressive. Another thing is the Warriors averaged this postseason 114.6 points per game for for the entire playoffs. We still held them under their average 109. So that's already a positive. That last few minutes, I think like four minutes or five minutes in the fourth quarter where, where the Warriors couldn't get a bucket that was our chance so mm-hmm. because we didn't capitalize that's okay the third quarter is where we lost the game the fourth quarter is where we came back but the problem is we just couldn't capitalize on their mistakes uh they were turning the ball over um and we had to capitalize and we didn't we had some good open threes and Kawhi did seem quite tired uh i think it was because of how much they were botting him so it was a good fight so th- the Warriors' best quarter is the third. It's kind of expected, but what impressed me the most is how much we continually chipped away and chipped away against the best mm-hmm. of the league. We got it down to, what, the last two points, and then the fact that it was Quinn Cook and Andre Iguodala who shot those dagger threes against us, honestly, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the fact that it wasn't Curry who he's known to hit those dagger threes from, like, half court but it was Quinn Cook and it's Andre Iguodala at the end of the day you kind of have to give it to them honestly you have to give this win to to the Warriors the Warriors bench and it wasn't Curry it wasn't KD of course it wasn't Clay it was it was everybody else and you also it was DeMarcus Cousins as well I thought DeMarcus Cousins played a hell of a game so like there there are some positives um this one hurts a little bit but I honestly think that it wasn't that bad of a game there's that third quarter killed us but we came back and i feel like we should use that for when we go into oakland i feel like maybe you, i should have gone before you because now we're going to end on sour notes <laughs> no 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 i'm we're, i'm totally I have, I have stuff for you guys for after you Dre. i got stuff okay all right okay so my first takeaway and this is going to sound a bit weird because i'm talking about the reigning champions of three of the last four years it's going to sound weird and i say this as a fan of the warriors not currently because i want the raptors to win but the warriors are a sloppy ass team i know this because i've seen them day in and day out with passes that just go into the crowds turnovers everything but the point is it's because they're so good in every other area they clean up so well and we saw a lot of that today like a lot of uh, turnovers from the Golden State Warriors. And it, it might seem like, wow, we're really getting to them. But it's like the Warriors are so good that they're kind of just fine with doing that. And I've seen it a lot, like that iconic Steph Curry passing it backwards to the crowd, thinking somebody was there, uh, all sorts of stuff. And Steve Kerr is like the dad who kind of has to like 
teach his children, stop doing these stupid things. And then, uh, they, you know, they're fine afterwards mm-hmm. because they could shoot from anywhere. They're kind of like that kid who doesn't study for his exam, but he just passes with flying colors. It's like, yeah, I was paying attention. Uh, oh, like, I hate those kids. Oh, uh. I hate that stupid kid because it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't have gotten this far. It's like, if you've seen Booksmart, that's the premise of Booksmart. People who don't work hard yet, they go very far. But no, the Warriors work very hard. But my point is they aren't and part of their game is because they are so cool and so like level-headed and it's like oh i just screwed up oh well that they don't let it get to them but my point is they can get away with stupid turnovers in games like this we cannot so when we do crazy passes or when we knock it out of bounds or when we take a step out of bounds or when we have dead ball turnovers to like and we're going neck and neck with the Warriors at some points. And that's part of the reason why the third quarter was so bad. We, it, it sucks for us because it gets into our heads. The Warriors, it just doesn't. You just look at them and they're like, ah, Steph, you screwed up again. And then like two seconds later, he, he has like nine points within 30 seconds. So like they can clean up very easily because uh, it's almost like the basic functions of basketball don't apply to them because they can shoot from so far away they just have zero um, effect towards them when it comes to pressure, anything of that nature. So it's like, oh, well, I dribbled off my foot. We'll fix it. And they do. So we cannot match them in that area. Secondly, speaking of matching, if you've paid attention from Mars or Jupiter at this point, you can see from very far away, Steph Curry and DeMarcus Cousins love to bait. And it's so obvious with the way that DeMarcus Cousins mimics a dolphin so eloquently <laughs> with his flippers flailing in the air. And uh, Steph Curry does his best uh, impression of MC Hammer's dad, says he sticks it out and then shouts it forwards. He, they are so good at drawing fouls, but we cannot allow them to be that. You know Curry's going to stick his rear out. Get the hell away from him. You know DeMarcus Cousins, when you sneeze on him, is going to pretend he's been shot. Stay away from him. You cannot allow this to happen because guess what happens? Foul trouble. Imagine the last few minutes if we had Kyle Lowry. I think that might have been a different story. Hmm. Unfortunately, it is what it is. We cannot allow them to bait our fouls because guess what? We might have some bad officiated games, which we did today, but a lot of that was encouraged by their Oscar award-winning performances. And guess what? It worked. So number three, and this is the main one. This pertains to the third quarter. This pertains to everything. This pertains to the last shot of the game. We got to finish. We worked so hard. We got to finish. Third quarter. Yes, the third quarter was rough because we missed so many shots. But when you're getting cold, you have to have momentum you have to charge in you have to try and draw the points when things are going your way you have to grin and grind we figured it out we were as you said jay or jason in this case chipping away at the points but at the end we can't leave Igadala open for three seconds he was there for he was like doing a marcus all am i am i good guys oh okay i'll shoot like he, mm-hmm. he had that amount of, it was not a catch and shoot he was there for a while why was nobody pressurizing him it's Igadala. he just went out during the half because he thought he was injured he came back he's good to go he's not 100 percent. you could have you know at least attempted yeah he might have gone for foul shots and it would have been the same outcome but 
the fact that it was like he was standing there for three seconds dwindling the clock and he hit it not acceptable i'm sorry guys like i could complain about the refs as much as as i want as i want but the thing is the third quarter happened some of these things happen, but at, at the end of the day, it is about the positives. As both of you brought up, there was hustle, I, but that I, hustle has I, to finish. Yeah, I know that that Iguodala shot was wide open, but the thing is, you have to double team Curry. You have to. It's, yeah, there's there's I no agree. there's no way of him getting because he can shoot from anywhere at any time. If and I'm he going, almost turned it over. Yeah. He oh almost, yeah. The, the, he almost turned it over. It was a lot of um, gambling and even Kawhi gambles. Yeah. And the thing is, Kawhi almost ten nine times out of ten he gets that steal off of Livingston. Oh, I thought he had the steal. I he thought really he had that steal jump. too. So <laughs> the fact that you have Gasol and Fred VanVleet on Curry, and then you got Kawhi to try to get that steal someone's going to be open and Iguodala who hasn't been shooting well this entire series he gets a dagger three kudos to him that that's the, the ball kind of just balanced in his way and that's okay I'm not going to fret that the fact that no one was around Iguodala I just think that the the ball didn't balance our way and we had to do things like double team Curry and we had to get a steal you know and someone was going to be left open the difference between the shot clock and the game clock was four seconds. Would you guys have fouled? Did we have a foul I to doubt, give? Uh, no, they would have been in the bonus. But like, the it almost turned out the way the Raptors would have wanted, right? I mean, yeah. they got they, they got the ball out of Curry's hands. They got a three pointer, and you know the the rebound would have been surrounded by four Raptors. Uh, they would have gotten the rebound with about five six seconds left. Yeah, with a timeout. Yeah. And all they would have needed to do was just push it to overtime, knowing that Clay's not coming back, Looney's out of the game, uh, and then they can just keep doubling Curry. So I think the the, the way the play work, worked out, it really was just dependent on Iguodala missing the shot, and it just didn't. Um, but but a point about um, crap, I'm missing, I'm losing my my train of thought here. No, no, I'm not. I'm not actually. Uh, <laughs> I think that um, if there's a comparison I have for this game moving forward, there's two actually. Um, one is from this season, and that this felt a little bit like Milwaukee game one, where we basically dominated for three of the four quarters. Uh, in the Milwaukee game one, we lost it in game four. In this one, it was it was uh, sorry in in the the fourth quarter. Uh, in this instance, it was the third quarter where we lost the game. But what kept us in those three quarters was our defense, and we right. saw that. And I already alluded to this earlier. Uh, you know, the fact that we were able to keep them without any scoring at all, not even free throws, uh, over the last four minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. That's something that you can kind of hang your hat on and still use moving forward. Um, and then another reference I have to this is a little bit older, but if we remember the Pistons-Lakers uh, finals from 2000 and Dre, you can correct me on this, 2004, something like that? I think, uh, yeah, it is that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I remember going into that series, Lakers were heavily favored, and that, that's not necessarily the case here, but Lakers were the favorite, and the Pistons won game one, and everyone kind of thought, oh, they kind of got their fluky one win out of the way. Lakers uh, won game two on uh, Kobe hit this ridiculous three-pointer to force overtime or something, and, and they ended up winning in overtime, and everyone felt like, okay, everything is right in the world. Lakers are, are going to obviously care, carry on and win the rest of the series. But that wasn't the case because the Pistons had an unstoppable defense that led them to three three straight victories. Now, I'm not saying the Raptors are going to reel off three straight victories here, but I am saying that they have the look of a team that has that can solve the Warriors on the defensive end. 
Mm. And yeah. you know, we we kind of sat through the 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 Clay Thompson hot shooting, you know, game majority of the game. We and we survived it for the most part, right? And we we still could have pulled this out at the end. And um, I think that the end of that game was very encouraging. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I, I'm still optimistic heading into the Bay Area where yeah. we have won a red season. I think exactly. I think on to Dre's point, it's more like because we've played so well on defense defense doesn't give you points though you have to right. capitalize it you have yeah. to and if you're going oh, sorry, to sorry. I, I, I apologize i didn't finish my thought on the whole the, the reason why this also mimicked the milwaukee game was because we didn't finish off milwaukee because we missed a ton of open shots and yes. i feel like yes that is where that's kind of where Jay was going. I think I, I cut you off, Jay, but I feel like that's where you were going to. Yeah. And, and yeah. That's, that's that is really what you're right. You guys are right. I mean, that's a big reason of why we just couldn't pull off the comeback. So there's a there's it's a just whole about finishing. Yeah, there's a whole adage of like, you know, you can you can relax on on offense as and but you put a lot of energy on the defense. And because Golden State is so good, the fact that you got them to miss and let alone get them to miss for about four minutes long, you still don't capitalize, that's what's more concerning. You know, the the Raptors can, they've shown that they can stop this juggernaut of an offensive team. But how can we respond to their defense? Because they're not only so good on offense, they're really good on defense too. So this is going to be a long series. This is going to be a lot of adjustments. And Steve Kerb made a lot of adjustments. He put Boogie Cousins on. Um, he also, I, I guess they had, Lo- Looney was out of the, uh, is it Bell or Looney that was out? I, I can't remember, but someone. Looney was out. Looney was yeah, out, Looney, yeah. Looney's out with a chest contusion. Kerr is adjusting to everything that Nurse is throwing to him, and I'm I'm very interested of how Nurse is going to adjust to because I feel like Nurse have been doing so well throughout these playoffs. There was this uh, last game McCall was in and not Norm. This one was more Norm and not McCall, so maybe there was more chess pieces moving there. There, but okay, let's look towards Wednesday. It's going to be a long season. This is not going to go to five, guys. It might go to six. I think it's going to still going to go to seven. I still think it's favoring us. There is a lot of positive take out of it. There's a lot of things to clean up, but these are the Golden State Warriors. And you know what? The Warriors fans and the Warriors teams, they're saying the same thing. These are not the same old Raptors. Let's go into Wednesday. Let's hopefully let's get that win on the road and take back home court advantage. But until then, that's a wrap.